Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 153 of my Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Did you know that every 20 seconds, someone becomes a victim of domestic violence? During this current pandemic, domestic violence against women has risen significantly worldwide. It's become a pandemic within a pandemic. Well, my next guest, Shia Joyner, is the founder of Zen and Bougie, a luxury wellness shopping experience featuring brands focused on women and wellness. Shia is a domestic violence survivor herself, but she's made it her mission to help women to understand how to break free from their abuser and establish themselves to have economic power and freedom. Shia believes that if you love yourself and are economically free, there isn't anything you can't do. Shia Joyner is a registered yoga teacher, licensed esthetician, Reiki healer, and culture consultant. She is also the founder of Zen and Bougie, a luxury wellness shopping experience featuring brands that are focused on women and wellness. Shia Joyner's pursuit of empowerment for the new now woman has guided her through every incarnation of her career. Shia is an entrepreneur with a passion for coaching women to manifest their dreams by sharing simple and gentle ways that inspire them to love, heal, and nurture their body by being fully engaged in the power that, that they embody. A fierce advocate of accessible wellness, Shia is also committed to giving back to her community by helping women in underserved areas overcome mental illness and support the needs of domestic violence survivors. Shia's goal is to inspire women to be fully engaged in the power they embody and coach them in manifesting their dreams. I am pleased to welcome Shia Joyner to my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Shia, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on my show today. But now, before we discuss your company, Zen and Bougie, let's talk a little about your personal life and journey into wellness, okay? Sure. So where did you grow up, and who were Shia's role models as a child? Um, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, so I'm a down south girl. Um, You know, grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, but Atlanta raised me, so I'm a product of the south. And, um, you know, I guess my, who I looked up to the most growing up was my older sister, (laughs) You know, she was the, she was the perfect example of um, having like a female role model, and to this day, she's still one person that inspires me on a daily basis to be the best best version of myself. Nice. Were there entrepreneurs in your family? Oh, absolutely. Um, my sister and I started our first business when we were like five years old. It was called oh, um, really? Potato Creations. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> We, we took potatoes and made things out of them. And um, my dad, who was also extremely entrepreneurial, but, you know, also had a nine-to-five job. So I guess that's what we nowadays call a hustle. Um, 
he was our biggest supporter and made his friends buy our potatoes. And I mean, when I say it was potatoes, I mean like potatoes with a smiley face drawn on it, you know, potato pancakes, like anything with a potato. So my dad, I will say, um, is where both my sister and I, who is also entrepreneurial, we get that, that, that strength from. Nice. So you have a foundation, someone, someone in the family that you could um, relate to that was an entrepreneur. Excellent. Excellent. Now, what led you on the path to wellness? You know, that's a loaded question. Um, you know, I never really enjoyed working out or, you know, um, going to the gym. And it wasn't until I got into a space in my life where um, I was just seeking a little bit more connection with my inner that got me into the space of wellness. And that was yoga. Um, I'm here in Harlem and I found a a studio and fell in love with like this one instructor. And the next thing you know, I'm changing the way I eat. I'm drinking more water. You know, um, I'm finding myself in a space of um, being more mindful and understanding what a mindful practice means. I'm meditating and, Next thing you know, I'm I'm in the world of wellness. How long has that been? Oh gosh, uh, so I started with really dedicating myself to my practice practice about six years ago, um, and it's just kind of continuously increased from there with getting different certifications and just really honing in on. Um, all of the different facets of our body and how amazing our body can be when we treat it with love. When we treat it with love. Wow. So true. So true. Now I understand you're a very strong supporter of domestic violence organizations because for one, you are actually a domestic violence survivor, correct? Absolutely. How has yoga and fitness helped you through that, that phase of your life? You know, that's a really um, deep question because I did not realize yoga was helping me with that until literally earlier this year, meaning, um, you know, the world will give you the prescription of, oh, you have anxiety or, you know, oh, it's depression or, oh, it's this. Um, This has been the first year in 2020 that I've, out of my mouth, been able to say I'm a domestic violence survivor. You know, it's something that I hid. Yeah. I hate it because, you know, um, I left my abuser 13 years ago and, um, with that, I just felt, you know, I'm, I'm, this is no longer a part of my narrative, you know, like I left him. I'm great. Life is great. I've got these amazing children. Let's keep the ball moving. Um, but until you actually admit to yourself of, of what your journey or what your struggle is, the healing never really starts. You know, so my journey of yoga really was for anxiety or, you know, and depression. But as I've gone through this journey, and of course, with counseling to support it, um, the underlying factor was I'm a survivor, you know. So, you know, people end up on the map for so many different reasons, but it really does allow you to uncover all of the things inside of you for you to grow and be the fullest version of yourself. So I, I, I namaste myself to myself every day of just how grateful I am. And no one's perfect. You know, some days my practice is great. Some weeks my practice is horrible. But showing up for myself every day is where I find joy. Yes, yes. But if you don't mind, let's dig a little deeper 
into this issue for those who might be listening what are some of the main red flag signs and stages of abuse oh wow there's so many parts of course of control that um <clears throat> that are red flags but go unnoticed i think uh i'm speaking from my perspective only you know before you can identify the red flags you you really got to get to a space internally where you love yourself so that when you see these red flags you're out <laughs> you know because yes. you know you'll see the red flags and you know some women and I'm speaking for myself when I say some women um you just want to be loved you know you don't want to be alone you 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 want the picture that you put in your mind of what a relationship would look like so when all of those red flags are in front of you you deny yourself the respect and love you deserve for the sake of this 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 ideal that you envisioned that you must have, right? So, um, you know, I'm not saying that these are definite red flags, but for me, um, a mate that cannot control their tone, you know, um, those that for me is like where I am right now as a woman is a huge red flag. If you speak loud, if you are argumentative, to me, that shows a lack of discipline of your emotions. And if you have a lack of discipline of that, it leads me to believe more, there's more self, um, lack of self-control that you may have that could include emotional abuse, which could lead to physical abuse. Um, you know, we're in the space of fitness and wellness. However, there is a huge part of um, domestic violence that could start with belittling your mate. So if your mate is telling you you're sad or you're not attractive, these are things that lead, they, they seem small, but they definitely lead to other parts of abuse that um, I'm pretty sure most domestic, vi domestic violence survivors can speak to. Um, lastly, but so important is uh, economic abuse. You know, um, if, you, if you're with a mate and you have children and they withhold financial support so that you are dependent upon them, huge red flag, huge red flag. And, you know, it, it, it does not mean that this person is an abuser, but in my opinion, the combination of these things, you know, it makes a messy soup that could lead, you know, yes. to abuse. Um, you know, we've gone for days about the red flags, but I think that the first, the first, first, first thing is, if you if you really develop a strong sense of self love for yourself and understanding what it means to truly love yourself being alone with no mate, when these red flags come, when you see them, it's not that you're just a picky woman that or a picky person that has to have the perfect mate. You just know what's of you and what's not. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But where do you find that inner strength to walk away from an environment like that? Uh, you know, um, for me, it, I just knew that I wanted to give my children a better life. I, I knew, I just knew there's no way I can raise a daughter in this world and, and put her around that and, and, and teach her that that's okay. There's no way I could allow my son to see me subjected to this sort of abuse and help make him think that it's okay. You know, um, children are sponges and they, we all are creatures of habit. So if you see things, you... You repeat it, you know, um, but also to break some generational curses, you know, that have been embedded in my lineage of 
the role of a woman in a home and, you know, um, especially with, um, you know, um, verbal abuse and, and, and how that could really diminish your soul. Um, for me, I just never wanted to leave those footprints inside of either of my children, you know. Um, so that was my motivation. Everyone else's motivation has to be different. Um, but whatever your motivation is, stick with it because, you know, I left one, the first time and I went right back, <laughs> you know, for oh, that. You did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's quite common for, you know, the courage that it takes to leave. Sometimes you end up being right back with your abuser if you don't have the right support system or those internal mechanisms of loving yourself or understanding that the journey of, of what it's going to take to be self-sufficient on your own. You know, it's easier to say, well, he said he loves me or he said he was sorry and we're going to change. I can change this person or we can work this out. I'm going to go back, you know, um, the second time was my final time. And, you know, I left the state and I ne I've never looked back. What would you say is the most important resource, though, for, for domestic uh, violence advocates to share? You know, I was talking um, with a, a, a advocate the other day about this, and it's, it's twofold because there's resources for um, survivors. However, the system is not really built for survivors to have sustainable structure, meaning you know, say, for instance, you do have your abuser is the father of your children, you know, that financial support of child support or anything, the process that you have to go through to be able to get structure is so long that usually um, most survivors don't get the support they need to actually sustain themselves, which, which, which leaves this open window of there's no space of true healing where that survivor might find themselves a victim again very soon because they you know the, the 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 desire and will to just make it and just to wake up every day and provide a roof over your head or clothing on the backs of your children or food on the table it it may push you to make um choices that puts you in a situation that is also compromising you know so um the, the, the chat I had the other day was so powerful because we actually were ideating on ways of how to enhance this system, you know, how to, how to make a difference where all of our collective journeys as advocates and survivors can really change the face and shape of what support really looks like. Um, you know, so that's a loaded question. I don't know if I answered you, but that's a loaded question that I that we can always explore and digest for like days and days and days and times and hours ahead, you know? Yes, most definitely. But when should families talk to their children about domestic violence? I mean, when should you, should you make your daughters or your, your son aware about what's going on? That's tough also. And you have to be careful for me. Um, I was raised in a family where there was a mother and father and I, you know, to this day, I, I value family. Um, I never wanted my children to ever see their father in a negative light because my mother taught me that of, you know, how you um, revere the, the, the man that you're with. Um, 
that's very tricky. That's very tricky because although I did leave and although I did move to another state, I understand that 50% of their DNA is with, you know, their father. How, how, who am I to deny them of that? With that is very tricky because sometimes when the abuser realizes that they no longer have control, they use the only thing that matters to you, which could be your children as vehicles to, to harm you. Um, so when speaking with your children about it, you have to be very careful because, you know, um, the words that you choose to use can be used as weapons against you later. You know, um, there's actually a nonprofit based in London that actually helps survivors um, figure out the language of how to talk about this with their children because, trust me, I am no pro. <laughs> I am no pro. Yeah. You know, when you when you are a survivor and when I was speaking to you earlier about that pathway to, to become one and to properly heal, you know, that, that anger or that level of betrayal or whatever you're feeling can be extremely active. And when it's active or if you see that there's some sort of insulation around, you know, the abuser and you as the victim are the one that's struggling, it doesn't feel good. You know, so your narrative of how you explain this to to your children might not be nice, (laughs) you know? Um, Yes, I do. Yes, I understand. There is is a conversation that needs to be had about that because although you may make the choice to leave your abuser so that your children can have a better life, you also can proceed of damage into your children by what words you choose to use to describe you know, your mate or the person that was your abuser. So this is, this is a, this is a touchy one. And I like how you talk about love. Cause if you love yourself, you know, you deserve more than that. Exactly. So that is really good. I really appreciate what you shared here today. And, but I also am aware that during this current pandemic, I understand that uh, domestic violence cases has increased. Oh my gosh. The numbers will um, frighten you. And really? it, yeah, um, that's a huge part of, you know, you know, you could say she a joiner, you could say yoga, you could say medical esthetician, you could say all those things. Um, but one thing that has really pushed me, um, and you know, through 2020, it's been, it's been tough for us. There's been a lot of 2020 has just been nuts. There's <laughs> no way to explain it. Yes, I, I'm um, living through it too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're not even going to go down that rabbit hole, but it's just been extremely nuts. And, you know, when you feel that you're stuck with your abuser because of finances or because you're just not strong enough to leave or because you conditioned yourself that this is normal or whatever the reason may be, and then you throw the fact that there's this, this global space where you must stay or you've lost your job or you have to homeschool your children the or or the the mate that you're with that is your abuser has lost their job which usually turns into higher levels of violence because the stress and the anger is taken out on you know the people closest to them um this has pushed me even more towards my purpose you know um you know, I am the founder of Zen and Bougie. You know, we make 
wellness and beauty products, but you know, the vehicle that really gives me my purpose with this social impact company that I'm developing is our goddess box. And our goddess box, quite honestly, it is constructed of different pillars. Our curtain box, our current box is self-love. And these boxes are all part of my journey of healing. Self-love is number one. So of course you're getting this great box, you know, we've got this subscription business model where, you know, you can have it on autopilot, but the bigger part of this is that 10% of every box we give to different nonprofit charities that are helping victims today just get away from their abuser. Um, so right now we're partnered with New Safe Start and we have this amazing campaign, it's Pledge Buy One, Gift One where 10% of every box, which is $7.50, we are donating to New Safe Start to help women understand how to break free from their abuser and establish themselves to have economic and financial power and freedom, which is so important. Um, I, I believe that the baby steps of where we are right now, because it's heavy, it's so heavy that you know, just to say, oh, just get up and leave. How do you get up and leave in the middle of a global pandemic? You have to provide every single part of the resources for someone to leave, right? Being able to have financial freedom and power in this day and age is powerful. And when I, yes. when I really sat and looked at, okay, well, what would be a great nonprofit partner with self-love? Well, if the self-love is the first part of our conversation, then we must partner with someone that can provide educational resources to how to become financially free. Because these two go hand in hand. If you love yourself and you're economically free from your abuser, there's no stopping you of what you can do. So these COVID times for me, um, especially with, with the, the death of um, Chadwick, has really, it's just pushed me to like, this, this dude was 43 and he was walking in his purpose every day walking silently suffering but still walking in his purpose if he could do it oh yes i can do this every day <laughs> you know like it's, it's it's so empowered me like there's survivors and their abusers and their victims that are all hurting right now the abusers their pain is something different i'm here for the survivors as well as the growth of the abuser but my my walk is to help the survivors and and to release these these um, women, and I say women with an X because I, I, am, I include all women in this, um, to a safe passageway to healing, if that makes sense. Oh, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Now, the products that's in the, the gift box, mm -hmm. all natural or uh, organic products? They're all natural. They're all organic. Um, they are all from BIPOC um, artisans and vendors. We're hitting a lot of um, soft spots within this company that I'm building. I don't want to just build a beauty company that sells cool products. I, I, I've been very thoughtful of everything we do must help or heal someone. So you open the box. It's an edible beauty powder. You can digest it. You can mix it with water and put it on your skin. It's all plant-based you know, um, all naturally derived, it's all organic, we source ethically, you know, but not only all of, all of those great factors, you know, um, supporting a BIPOC business, you know, part of your money is going to help a survivor. 
you know, you're working with a company that, or you're supporting and you're purchasing from a company that looks at all facets of life right now. And yes, the end journey is for you to get the product in your hand and to love it just as much as we do. But the bigger part is for us to use this company as a vehicle to really just make a change in all people's lives. You know, um, I, I find myself at times either scratching my head, trying to figure it out, or like smiling that it's happening and it's working. You know, <laughs> like yes, you yes. know what day you find me on what part of the spectrum I'm on, but within all of that, there's always like a downward dog somewhere. You know, <laughs> downward me, dog. Yes, there's, there's <laughs> always some sort of like something like, okay, sis, take a break because you you're getting too deep in this, and there's no resolution to it right now. Um, there's always that space. So we, we, we are excited about this. You know, I'm excited about this, you know, and, um, the world needs to know Zen and Bougie. Yes, definitely. But where did the name Zen and Bougie come from? I mean, is, that, is there a certain <laughs> meaning to that? I had to ask that question. <laughs> you know, that's also funny. Um, so a part of my journey, it was 2017 and I was with my yoga mentor in Nicaragua on a um, yoga retreat and oh gosh she was beautiful um she's she's freaking amazing I have to introduce you to her because she she would be awesome for this podcast as well we'll we'll talk about that offline but um okay we're in Nicaragua her name is Brenda she's super dope and I finished meditation and I'm sitting and I'm looking at this like lagoon that was like this volcano that had imploded and it had been filled with water and like just just in true, a true place of serenity. And Zen and Bougie just came to me. Like, and I was like, yo, I was like, yo, that's me. Like, here I am, here I am, you know, in this place of serenity, in this, you know, luxurious, vegan, you know, coconut serving water all day long, unlimited space where this is the sweet spot of life where, you can be Zen and connect with your inner and all of your chakras are aligned and you know who you are and you love yourself, but you're not without lack, which is the bougie part, right? Because when you live in your purpose, you're fulfilled, right? Like, you know, bougie doesn't have to be diamond chains or Gucci bags. Bougie could just be living in in the blissful home that you want without worry, right? So Zen and bougie is that sweet spot that we all try to, you know, get to. However, I am a product of the South and I am a product of, you know, um, hip hop culture and everything great with it. So bougie had to be spelled with a J. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I'm speaking to my people. Like if you, you, you hear bad and bougies and bougie, you get it. You know who, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but within, within the, within the Zen, there is the bougie and within the bougie for sustainability, Zen is imperative, you know, and Zen is that that mindset, that simple space where you are at ease, you know. Definitely, that is so that is so cool. I like that. And I also like how you mentioned how the products that you have, like for your skin, is, is plant based. I mean, basically, you can eat those products, correct? Right, right. We have um, outside of the Goddess Box, which is you know our products along with other Bopops. Uh, vendors, our our core product line, um, we have like four core products and, you know, they're skincare kits. We have Batty Glow, which is edible. 
We have um, melanin heirloom, which is um, edible. We have pretty brown skin, which is not edible because we have a little bit of clay in it. You, you know, you don't want that in your stomach, um, but it's safe, it's safe for your skin. And we also have rosé, which is also non-edible because we have a little bit of um, organic hyaluronic acid in it, which gives your skin a lot of hydration. So we don't want that in your gut. However, um, but 50% of our products of our collections um, are edible. So mix it. I, I just truly believe um, plants are powerful. And, you know, there are no fillers. There are no additives. You get straight up organic plants that have been grinded down and formulated to just mix it with water. You know, water is not only like one thing that our body needs to exist, you know, but water is our delivery system for our products. You don't, you know, you don't need, you know, um, with Zen and Bougie products, you don't need, you know, this dot, 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 va, va, boom. You just need water. <laughs> you just need a yes. little bit of water, mix it with our product, mix it with the plant powder and apply it to your face, apply it to your body um, and just let it sit for 10 minutes. Allow your body to use that water for those plant proteins and nutrients to be absorbed by your skin. Rinse it off. Spray yourself with some gold toner and put on some Bougie Boo Serum, which is 13 different um, essential oils that all come from where plants. And you're ready to go. You know, you don't need anything <laughs> Just else. like that. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm passionate about it because... You know, I'm, I'm a studying herbologist. I, I, I'm not saying that plants are powerful. I know plants are powerful. There's nothing more that our body needs. You know, um, I'm not in a space to talk about, you know, if you should be vegan or if you should do this. All of our products are vegan-based. However, when it comes to your skin and your gut, I know for a fact plants are healing, and that's all your body needs. Well, there you go. That is so important, especially today in this current pandemic. Mm -hmm, your gut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Skin is your largest organ on your mm -hmm. body. Feed it properly. I love that. I love it. Now, where can listeners find your products? Are they in retail stores or solely online? <laughs> so it's fully online, and that's uh, zenandbougie.com, and that's, you know, Z-E-N-A-N-D-B-O-U-J-E-E. -E -E. Dot com. Um, I know we touched on a little bit, and I, I was speaking to you about uh, how I'm building this company with so much thought and, and, and care to all parts of the experience of how a consumer will experience us online. Um, so with that being said, we are launching Touchless Beauty, which allows um, the retail experience to come straight to your home. COVID has made us all realize we probably won't be going back into Sephora, you know, swapping lipsticks anytime soon. So right. how do you, how did you test and try products? You know, um, you know, our nation from an economic standpoint is pushing people to go out to retail stores and purchase. However, how do we bring that personal touch into discovery um, when it comes to products like ours? You know, our products are multifaceted. You've got to touch it, smell it. You can taste it. How do you do that, you know, in a COVID space? So we are piloting Touchless Beauty, which is um, a program that we have put together where you take a skincare assessment on our site. 
we send you product for you to sample at home. You join us online for a touchless beauty product party, and you get to learn and see all the tricks and trades from myself or one of our um, bougie experts, as well as play in touch with it in your hand at home. So we're innovative. We are looking at the sign of the times and we're saying, you know what, how do we connect with someone at home? You know, like, how do you, how do you explain to someone through the internet, through a, a screen or through their phone, you know, you can put this in, you know, your coffee, or you can put this in your tea, or you can put this on your face. How do you, how do you connect with someone with that experience? You send them product, you let them try it out. And we believe in our product so much that, um, we feel very ecstatic about this pilot program that we're launching. So that's launching 1st of October that we're really excited about as well. And that's called Touchless Beauty? Touchless Beauty is the um, name that we've kind of coined <laughs> to explain it, but it all happens on the Zen and Bougie platform. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we're thinking. We're thinking, like, how do we do this? How do we really make a difference? This is great. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. Where can my listeners find out more about Shia Joyner? No, that that's 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 interesting. This is new for me. Like when I tell you this is new, like um, you know, we 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 were introduced through Jill, who's one of the best publicists in the world. I, I this is this is the first for me having you know a calendar of podcasts and things, and just, you know, I'm like, this oh, is, really? This is this is all new, but it's a part of that purpose. It's, it's a part of walking out that purpose thing, right? So yes. I guess they would find me on Instagram Live through Zen Bougie. <laughs> you know, I guess this, this is, I, you know, I, I'm guessing this is where I'm following um, us on Instagram, which is Zen and Bougie, spelled the same way, as well as Facebook. I would say are the best places where it all goes down, where we share the wisdom, love, and updates of where Shia will be. Um, Shia just wants to serve and help, like, and, and, and make plant products. That's all Shia wants to do. Serve, help, and make beautiful products is all I want to do. But in the meantime, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the space of talking with, like, spirits like you and who we have the same, like, you know, thought process of healing and health and wealth. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, I'm going to say Zen and Bougie on Instagram as well as Facebook would be the place. Excellent. 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 Any other advice or any other, anything else you want to say to my listeners about Zen and Bougie and about your mission? Uh, love yourself first. Manifestation is real. <laughs> Write it, journal it, believe it, and just watch it unfold and be kind to yourself. You know, be kind. Show up to your mat. If it's not your yoga mat, you know, meditate and don't get super deep with meditation. Just take five minutes and just disconnect from this matrix we live in that we call life, you know? Huh. Um, yes. And be kind to your gut. We could talk about that again for another hour and a half. But oh, yeah. Be oh, kind yeah. to your gut. It rules. It rules every dominion of your body. So true, so true. Shia Joyner, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. I thank you for having me. I thank you so much. And I thank you for your listeners for taking out space to listen to us yap about, about wellness and things. 
Yes, and to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksofitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Take care. Bye-bye.